Welcome to the Church 214 podcast. We're glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at church214.org. I feel like it's the most important thing to speak the living word of God before anything comes out of my mouth. So um, if you want to follow along, you can. I'm going to read uh, Psalm 139. If you are following along, I am going to skip one short little verse at the end. So just know that's purposeful. Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart. And you know everything about me. You know when I sit down. You know when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I am far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything that I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too great for me to understand. I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, Even your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me, and the light around me to become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. Thank you, Jesus. To to you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. If you didn't know God had a book, he's got a book of life, y'all. And it's got a lot of names in it. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot even be numbered. I cannot even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are with me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. If you bow your heads, I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for your living word. We thank you that you know us and that you've given us your living word to show us your heart and to show us your great love for us. We thank you for the greatness of you being omnipotent, that you know 
our before life, our during and after life. Lord, I thank you for every, every person in this room that symbolizes a piece of your heart because every person in this room symbolizes a piece of your heart, Lord. So I just thank you for them. I thank you that as we talk about child dedications, Lord, that we would see what you have to say about children. Lord, that you would point my words only, only to be the words of your will. I ask that heaven would come down and take over me right now in the name of Jesus. And we just pray that as we enter into child dedications today, we'd show every parent in this room in their heart what it looks like to partnership with you, the great gift giver. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi. How is everybody? There's a lot of people here. Woo. I'm not normally up here. I'm normally back in the kids, and I'm like, we're packed to the back. Yeah. Awesome. So I just want to introduce myself. Um, my name is Christy Cohen. I am the kids director here. And I have the privilege and the honor of spending every Sunday with your children. And there honestly is no other place that I would rather be. I'm going to talk about it today. But um, the Lord says that children are a gift from heaven. And I get to experience heaven on earth every single Sunday. Actually, more than that, I also am a, a gymnastics coach. I have two other jobs, so I'm with children all the time. And um, man, are they a gift from heaven. I think if we have eyes to see uh, what the Lord um, has for them and what he likes to do through them, um, boy, um, yeah, it's amazing. So I had the honor and privilege of doing that, and um, I'm grateful to be able to, to speak a small word of what the Lord has to say about children. Um, so thank you for coming. I uh, just welcome you, and uh, we're going to dive in. So isn't it a comfort to know um, in that scripture that I just read about the details of what God knows about us? He knows everything. He knows before you were even knit in your mother's womb. He knows all of it. He knows when you sit down. He knows when you stand up. He knows all of it, and he loves you, and he's with you. And I don't know about you, but that gives me an overwhelming amount of peace. And for you parents that are dedicating your children today, man, that should give you just an overwhelming amount of peace that God knows your baby, your child, and that he's with them. He's gone before them. He will be behind them. And there's nothing in the world to me that would give me more peace than knowing that I have a father in heaven that's seeking my child and he's with them all of the time. So I'm going to share a little bit today about uh, dedicating our children to the Lord. And um, maybe you're somebody in here, you're, you're a grandparent now. You've already had your children and, and they're grown. Um, maybe you're a seasoned parent. You've got um, lots of little ones. Uh, maybe you're a first-time parent or you've got a baby in your womb. Or uh, maybe you're single. Maybe you don't have any kids, but you know one day you want to get married and you want to have a kid, I just want to, I want to encourage everyone today um, with what the Bible says about children and, um, and uh, give you some practical ways that we can walk out of here today um, and what it looks like to dedicate our children. Um, and it's never too late to dedicate your child. Um, but what it looks like to dedicate your children besides just the declaration that we're going to make today with our words, okay? So we're going to flip to Psalm 123.7. We're going to see what God has to say about children. 
I'm going to read from three different versions of this because I think each version has um, some detail that I think is significant. Um, so Psalm 127.3, this is the New Living Translation. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. They're a gift. I want you to think about, I want you to think about this for a minute. I know everybody in here has received a gift at some point in your life, whether you're like a Christmas baby and you love Christmas and you get all excited, maybe go back to your childhood a little bit and you think about uh, what it was like on Christmas morning to get like that one big gift um, or birthdays if you were a birthday person. But I think everybody in here has had a moment in your life where you were excited about a gift. And I just want you to, to think about today um, like this. Our children are a gift from the Lord. They're a good gift. The Passion Translation says children are God's love gift. They're his love gift. They're heaven's generous reward. Guys, our children are a gift from heaven. Like, we have to be able to get down on their level and look at them in their eyes and understand that they're a gift. We get to experience heaven on earth when we have our eyes fixed on a child. It's a gift sent down from the Father. We have that ability to experience heaven on earth all the time by looking into a child's eyes and recognizing that it's a gift from our Father in heaven. It's incredible. The message version says, don't you see that children are God's best gift? His best gift. And James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change. Thank you, Jesus. Like shifting shadows. And so, every good gift, I'm going to talk about this in two different contexts. Every good gift is our children. But there's only one perfect gift that comes down from heaven. And we see here that our perfect gift is Jesus. If you guys know Jesus, you know that he is our perfect gift. He is the one perfect child that was sent down from heaven. So every child is a good, is a good gift. Every single child is a good gift. He doesn't leave one of them out. But the one perfect gift is Jesus. And we are so fortunate to live in a time where we don't just get to hear the prophecies about Jesus, but we actually get to have God's word and the story of Jesus' life and of his death and of his resurrection. We get to carry that with us. We get his best gift. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I want to look at Proverbs 22, 6 really quick. And we're going to see what the Bible says about what we're to do with our children, our perfect gift from him. These are instructions from God. He says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values that they've learned from you will be with them for life. He says to dedicate them. Dedicate your children. Dedicate them back to him. He's a gift. They are a gift that's been given 
I want you to dedicate them back to me, and I want you to point them. I want you to lead them. I want you to teach them. I want you to mature them in the way that they should go and trust that I'm going to partnership with you, and it will go well, that they will stay on this path. Even if they slip up, and in your, in your eyes, you might be like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. They're kind of going off the beaten path. you got to trust that everything that you've given them and taught them and are going to teach them will Bring them back into the will of the Father because he's with them. He's gone before them. He is behind them. So what does it look like to respond to these instructions that have been given to us, our great gift giver, as we step into parenthood? We dedicate our children. We dedicate them. We step into a partnership with him, with God, our Father, because of Jesus. If you didn't know, Jesus came because sin separated us from the Father. And Jesus came so that we could have a relationship with our Father, so that he could restore what's, what was once broken. And Jesus is now interceding on our behalf. So we get to have this partnership with God because of what Jesus did for us. So we step into this partnership with our Father who's going to lead us and guide us as we teach and raise up our children. And we, there's two steps in that. I'm going to go over those two steps, and I'm going to give you five practical ways that you can walk out dedicating your child after you leave here today. Or maybe, you're, maybe you want to step in, maybe not just a, a, a child like a, a baby or a five-year-old. Maybe you want to walk forward in this in your, grand, in your grandparenting, okay? It's never too late. It's never, ever, ever too late. So I've got two steps. Our first step in partnershiping is to submit our own lives over to the king and become fully dependent on Jesus. And I know that's kind of a broad thing, and it seems really difficult um, to depend on Jesus completely. But one day at a time, one prayer at a time, one foot in front of the other at a time, you can get to a place where you live your life fully dependent on Jesus. It is possible. I'm a walking, breathing, living testimony of it. I have a testimony. I, it's not, today's not the day to give it. But I literally went from death to life. At one prayer at a time, one step towards Jesus at a time, he rescued me from death to life. He can do it for anybody. Anybody. So our second step as a parent, after we surrender and submit ourselves to our king, is to submit your child over or dedicate your child over to the king. To come to this understanding that you can't do it alone. In our own strength, we are not able. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. But it's true. When you are weak, he is strong. When you screw up, he doesn't. He intervenes and steps in on your behalf, and you're going to screw up. It happens because we're human and we sin. We've all got some sort of shame and guilt that we're carrying around. That's why we have Jesus, because he can step in and he can take care of it for you. So our second step is to dedicate our children over to them. So how do we do this? How do we dedicate our children past publicly declaring today with our mouths uh, what we have for them. I'm going to make it real simple. We give them Jesus. We give them Jesus. Okay? If you've been given Jesus, then you know you got to give him away. And so we give him Jesus. 
And I've got five short, practical ways that you can give your children Jesus. The first one is to give them Jesus by reading God's living word over them. God's word is alive. It is active. It does something in you that you have no idea what's happening. His living word speaks to your heart and your soul and your spirit and does things outside of your understanding. I read that in Psalm 139. It's outside of our understanding. Okay, do it now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't think that your baby is too little. Don't think that inside of your womb that your child can't can't hear your words. It's not about the voice or the sound that's coming out of your verse. It's about activating what God has given us, and that's his living word. It's alive, and it is well, and it grows us, and it strengthens us, and it does miracles for us. Give them the living word and start speaking the living word over them now. You have got to be the igniter of hiding God's word in their heart. Okay, it starts with you. The second thing is to pray with them, to pray with them in good times, to pray with them in bad times, to pray with them over their health, to pray with them over their friends, to pray over their church, to pray over their dreams or their nightmares. We've got to pray over our children. We've got to pray over their future, okay? We've got to pray. We've got to pray for ourselves, but we've got to pray for our children too. We've got to teach them and show them what it looks like to live dependent on Jesus. And we do that by praying. The third thing is to worship and celebrate him. We've got to show our children what it's like to worship God for who he is, just for who he is, for his holiness, for his sovereignty, not just because of our circumstances, not just because things are going good, we're going to worship you, Lord, but in all things, because he's good no matter what your circumstances look like. So even in your shame, come and worship him. Even in your guilt, stand up to your feet and put your hands up in the air and tell him how glorious he is, that he's holy. And celebrate him for all the things that he's done, all the good things and all the bad. He's right there with you. We can celebrate him in the bad stuff too. That's where your breakthrough's at. The fourth thing is bringing them to church. Giving them a firm foundation. Giving them people to have community with that are like-minded as you, that believe the same things as you. This is a, a, a repetitive place where they're going to be fed by the Holy Spirit, not just from you, but from other people and leaders in their lives. Church is so, so important. It, it, it builds community for you, but it builds community for our kids, and it gives them a safe place that they can come, and they can be heard, and they can be loved, and it's just so important to bring your kids to church. Like, it should be a big deal when you, don't, when you miss a Sunday. Um, it should be a big deal when you miss a Sunday. And then finally, the last thing that I'm going to say, um, I believe is the most important. I think it's something that we don't do enough. I think it's something that we need to do way more. Um, is forgiving. I think we need to forgive our kids 
when they've messed up. And I think we need to forgive other people. There's a lot of bad stuff in this world. There's always been a lot of bad stuff in this world. Nothing's changed from sin in the garden to what we're experiencing right now in our world. Nothing's changed. But we've got to step into forgiveness. We have to show our kids what it's like to forgive other people, to forgive them. We need more forgiveness in this world. And here's the deal. Guys, we have nothing without the forgiveness of Jesus. Jesus forgave us, and we should be mimicking that love of forgiveness for other people and especially our children. We need to show them what it looks like to walk around and forgive the people around us because we are broken. It should be our first response. Am I, tell, am I saying it's easy? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if, if forgiveness is maybe something that you're lacking, man, I, I encourage you to step up to the altar at some point today if there's an altar call. If there's not, it doesn't matter. Get on your knees and ask the Lord to help you forgive people. Our, our kids need to see us do that. And we as a church need to be doing that. Because, again, without forgiveness, we have absolutely nothing. So that's some practical ways that you can love them and dedicate them beyond the point of declaring what we're going to speak over our children today. And so as a testimony of this, um, I've got a couple of examples, and I've asked a couple kiddos to come up here and share. So if you guys will come up here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you guys stand right here if you don't mind. Right there. All right. So I've asked these guys to come up and just share a little bit about, um, about Jesus, about the gift of Jesus that they've been given. And so first I'm going to introduce them to you. So can you tell us what your name is? Colton Smirsky. Colton Smirsky. I love you, Colton. Are you nervous? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's okay. And what's your name? McKinley. This is McKinley. This is actually my daughter. Thank you guys so much for coming up here. I know it's not easy, um, kind of nerve-wracking, but I want to ask you guys, are you guys willing, you're willing to share, right? Thank you for saying yes to sharing. Okay, so I just want to ask you a couple of questions. I'm going to get my notes so I don't forget my questions because I don't want to throw you guys off, okay? So how have your parents, Colton, I'm going to start with you. How have your parents given you Jesus? Can you tell me? Teaching me how to pray, um, giving me the... The privilege of reading the Bible and just forgiving me. I love that, buddy. That's so awesome. Awesome. McKinley, can you share what is a way that mommy and daddy have given Jesus to you? Uh, by teaching me how to pray, by telling me about the Bible, and for forgiving me. Aw, I love that. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, uh, Colton, who is Jesus to you? Can you give me, can you tell me a little bit about that, who Jesus is to you? The guy who just wants to know me and love me. So good, so good. And he does love you, doesn't he? How about you, McKinley? Who is Jesus to you? Uh, Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for your sins? What would your life look out with that look like without him? Uh, I would be sinning more. Yes. Okay. How about you? What would your life look like if you didn't have Jesus? Uh, 
Uh, like McKinley said, I would definitely be sending more. I wouldn't really be listening to my parents. Yeah, that's big. That's big stuff, guys. All right, and what's your favorite thing about Jesus? Favorite thing? Uh, that he always keeps his promises. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> that's so good. And what's your favorite thing about Jesus? They died on the cross for our sins. So good. All right, Colton, do you have a favorite Bible verse? Yeah, John three sixteen. So God, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, and so whoever her believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Yeah, buddy, that's so good. I actually happen to know yours. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? Two. You have two. <laughs> okay. Do you want to tell them the first one? What is it? John three sixteen. <laughs> For God so loved the world they gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. Awesome. Woo! Okay, did you want to share your second one? Okay, what verse is it? Psalm twenty three. The Lord's my shepherd, I have all that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. What's next? Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Awesome. Good job, kiddo. <laughs> Guys, it was very brave of you to come up here. I thank you so much for being willing to share. And um, you guys, can we just give them a hand? Just for... <clears throat> I love your heart. And I want to I repeat this really quick. Um, I just want to tell you guys. I'm going to read this again. Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go. And the values they've learned will be with them for life. So, guys, will you have Jesus with you for life? Forever. Woo! Will you have Jesus with you for life? Yeah! Hallelujah! All right, you guys can go ahead and head down. Let's give them a big round of applause. And I'm just going to ask the Lord um, that he would take their testimony and just prophesy the gift of Jesus over the families that are being dedicated today over these kids. Um, because the, the testimony is a spirit of prophecy. I just prophesy that over your children, that the gift of Jesus will be given to them. And, and where they will go, it will be well. So, all right. I think that's it. I'm going to go ahead and pray as we move um, into our child dedications. So if you would just bow your head with me. Father, we thank you. Your name, it's so holy. It's so, so holy, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done in these children and in their families on this earth as it is in heaven. And we pray, Lord, that you would give, our give us our daily dose of Jesus, not just today, but every day. Lord, we ask for Jesus. 
And then we pray that you would forgive us of our sins and that you would help us forgive others as they sin against us. And we pray that you would lead us, Lord, into victory, not into temptation, that you would cover us and protect us, that you would send an army of angels before us to guide us and deliver us from the evil one. Lord, this is your kingdom. You have the power and it's all for your glory. It's all for your glory, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your gifts of these children. May we know them and recognize them as a, a gift sent from heaven. May we get down on their level and know the promises that you've made for our children. Our yes and amen. And we pray that you would just receive honor and glory as we step into a partnership with you, Lord, for our kids to walk in righteousness because of Jesus. And we pray that what we, what we lead them in and what we teach them, teach them will not depart from them, but will lead them and point them in the path of righteousness. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. It's in your mighty, mighty name that we pray. Amen.